The following talk was given at Mile High Church in Lakewood, Colorado. Please visit our website at milehighchurch.org. I'm so grateful to be here too with my wonderful colleagues. Reverend Jackie Harris is a brand new assistant minister with us and she's been on our staff for many years and Dr. Patty Luckenbach and we are so excited to be with you and so glad that you're here with us. I'm particularly looking forward to the misbehaving part of Dr. Patty's talk <laughs> because I've mastered that part and I'm curious about the integrity part yeah. though. We'll see about <laughs> yeah. that. So we have been having these conversations in our services lately to help us all stay connected to things that are going on in the world. And so tonight we've decided that we would really like to talk about and share during these tumultuous times, how is it that we can stay centered in ourselves? How, how is it that we can keep ourselves intact and, and stay connected to our deepest self? And so we're going to have a conversation about that. And we're going to start with you, Dr. Patty. What tips do you have for us? Well, the tips that um, I would share sharing on my own life what has been working for me, is um, to be able to list my feelings. There's been a lot of feelings in the last several months. And to uh, work smart to observe that and not to beat myself up. Because many days I have wonderful feelings and then every once in a while a little scary one will come in. And to just uh, stand back a little bit and look at that. And then some practical things that have Help me uh, personally is to be um, very attentive to the earth, to my funny little garden. I might have only one piece of lettuce that's going to grow, but by <laughs> God, I'm watering it. And uh, just loving being with the geraniums um, and giving thanks for the beauty, looking for the good and praising it. We've heard that here before. Yes, definitely. When you say list your emotions and feelings, do you literally write them out or do you write a paragraph about them or, or, or uh, how do you do that? Yeah, I uh, have been listing, making a list of them. And if there's something that keeps popping up on that list, I have taken that and I'll just start writing. And I'll put my pen to the page and I just won't stop. And even some funny things come and some profound things, but it's been helping me um, befriend myself and to understand where I am on the path so I can be awake and I can stay really conscious and not get into uh, reactions mm -hmm. with uh, circumstances of the world, but to learn more from my, myself, my God self, I guess. That's beautiful because I think that sometimes in our teaching, people think that our teaching is without feeling an emotion, that if we're having feelings and emotions or we're scared or we're fearful that we're somehow doing it wrong or we're being a bad new thought person or religious scientist. And I, I agree with you that I think the feeling nature of us is the creative part of us and it has to be expressed, even when it's a negative feeling, right? So Yeah, we can't be afraid of the negative. No. We have to acknowledge that. Yeah. and learn from it. And the pathway to where we really want to be is through that garden of negative emotion sometimes, huh? Okay, beautiful, yeah. thank you. What about you, Reverend Jackie? What wisdom Ooh. do you have for us this evening? Well, I loved what Dr. Patty said I always do. That's why she's the wisdom she for me. Wisdom. <clears throat> but I will say for me, I was sitting here listening and thinking, f what I do a lot is I'm a listener. So I really listen to what's going on before I have an immediate reaction. However, I would like to tell you I do have, uh, I'd like to tell you I never have an immediate reaction, but I do. But I, so I like to listen, and I'm also a person who really likes 
to look at other parts of the world. So for example, right now I'm listening to Pema Chodron. And when, because she talks so much about that compassion and that empathy, it helps me go, okay, how can I be more compassionate? How can I be more empathetic as I hear these things that are troubling to me on whatever side I'm on, it doesn't matter, but how can I touch that place where I know God is within me and bring that out so that I don't have that reaction? But I also love to be in nature. I love to walk uh, in early morning walks, looking at that perfect blue sky of Colorado. I, f I know that God is right there with me. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it is a combination of balancing myself. Mm -hmm. And when you find yourself having those kind of reactions, are you a journaler like Dr. Patty? Or are you a thinker? How do you, well, how do you get to those? Yes, I'm an analytical person. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> Accounting is my background. Right, right. Um, so I do start here. But what I've learned so much through these teachings and through years of life is to say, look at that. Is that worth going through this? Um, I'm not a big journaler. Mm -hmm. I do it better within my mind, mm -hmm. and then I can take it into my heart. Mm. Beautiful, beautiful. See, I think what you're both talking about is so wise because um, I've often said one of the greatest gifts of this teaching is that it has taught me to observe the world and observe myself. Mm -hmm. And if I can't observe myself, I can't change myself or up level anything about my mm -hmm. life if I'm just always in reaction, right. right? And so you're both talking about huge ways to observe oneself. And then I also hear the, the grounding that being on the earth can give us. Mm -hmm. And all of those resonate with me. And I too have gone through I have moments of reaction and moments of emotion and moments of confusion and moments wondering, isn't this going to end at some point? Isn't it going to go back to a, a more peaceful time? But um, I, I've been doing a lot of work in all those realms, and I've begun to journal more. I never okay. was a journaler, but after working with Brené Brown's work, I have begun to write those stormy first drafts mm -hmm. about things and yeah. find that very... Um, helpful to me just to write whatever I need to write about anything or anyone and just get rid of it and kind of let it go. And then secondary to that, I've been really working to um, keep my spiritual practice strong mm -hmm. no matter how busy I get right now yeah. or how upset I get. Mm -hmm. And what I've come to begun to see is that I have a deep desire to live this life from the highest aspect of myself, to react to every person and every situation, every condition from the higher viewpoint and not from that ego self that does occasionally react. Mm -hmm. I certainly am not perfect at it. I have a long way to go in that mm -hmm. regard. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm setting the intention and doing that work every day to just stay in touch with uh, the higher self that I am, to hear its voice, to feel its essence. And I think that sometimes nature mm -hmm. helps me do that very much so. Playing with my dogs helps me do mm -hmm. that. And in, in addition to meditation, mm -hmm. uh, listening to music definitely helps me do that. And so there's all sorts of ways to stay in touch with ourselves because I want to meet the challenging times we're in or that may come in the future with the highest energy possible, yes. the highest thoughts possible. Mm -hmm. So you Thank taught you. me that. I did? Yeah, my teacher. <laughs> Can I say just one more thing? Of course. Is that um, a lot of times I uh, will imagine that I'm being a transcendent observer. Yes. And what that means is I imagine that 
like if I just stood up on this chair, it would be pretty outrageous tonight. But if I stood up and I could look down at myself, mm -hmm. that kind of gives me a vantage point so that I can come back into balance. Mm -hmm. So you can do that wherever you are. That's beautiful. That's yeah, that, just that kind of get away from where, where I am right now and just look at yourself. Yes. And one more thing that I will pull into this conversation that I loved from our conversation with Jean Houston on Sunday mm -hmm. is she said, as we're looking at what's going on in the world, it's as important for us to begin to imagine the world mm -hmm. we'd like to have. Yeah. To, to give time, that's part of that transcendence because one has to lift oneself mm -hmm. up out of whatever you're seeing in order to have a higher vision. Exactly. So I, I think that is brilliant mm -hmm. too. Yeah. And I've been thinking a lot about what is, it the, what is the world that we do mm -hmm. want to have? Uh -huh. And yes, uh, my topic tonight is misbehaving in great integrity. Now, where did I receive that? Well, I want to talk about that tonight. Many, many years ago, I was fortunate to be in a um, study group with a bunch of women. And the leader of the group was uh, Clarissa Pentola Estes, the incredible author and uh, union analyst. Uh, she had a way of collecting the bones of uh, motifs and archetypes. And it was an intense, it was a beautiful study. And I remember that she shared a, a fairy tale. And I won't go all the way into the fairy tale, but it was about um, the sea lion and how beautiful its pelt was. And that we as individuals many times um, sell our soul or our pelt to other circumstances and other things and other people. And so in that particular piece, and she includes that in one of the chapters in her book, Women That Run With Wolves. In fact, years ago, I bought that book, and for some reason, my marriage dissolved. You know, it was just a profound book where I really got to be in touch with um, my inner life. And so I will always be grateful for that circle. And the uh, title of tonight's talk, Misbehaving in Great Integrity, is how she signed my book to me. So it's always meant a lot to me. So um, tonight, speaking about that seal skin, whether we're a man or a woman, that seal skin, that soul skin, or we could refer to it as our God seed. And I think the um, incredible Jean Houston, who was one of our sharers this past Sunday, I just love Jean and all her work, she uh, many times has referred to each one of us as that we are a God seed. So going back to the fairy tale about the sea lion, that the pelt of that sea lion represents our inner feelings. And we just finished in our little discussion talking about how important it is to touch into our feelings and to sense those feelings because they are a state of our being. And it asks us to return over and over again to this wild nature. I'm going to call it a wild nature, a wilderness within us to replenish who we are. Now, we can do that in a number of ways. And many of us, it's through meditation or spiritual practices. As we were discussing, maybe through nature, 
or being able to just get out and walk right now in this time of incredible change we're in, to remember who we are, that soul skin. Within that inner aspect of who we are, I believe that there is a honing device there that is calling us constantly to come back home. Where is home? I like to sense home is a place of heart. And it's calling us always to come back to that place. And so many times it's difficult because, you know, we get so darn um, derailed. And I think even as little children, uh, we came forth as a God seed. We came forth as that beautiful pelt, that uh, beautiful sea lion, using that as an example here tonight. And we collided many times with desires, with expectations of other people. We collided with our environment. And we collided with the world cultures. And a lot of us maybe even got pulled a little further off track, derailed as an adult. And some people have gone all the way off the track. I'm not standing here judging, but I do know that there's a homing device within us that is calling us back home, back to that spiritual presence within us. So many of us have forgotten who we truly are as a spiritual being. And I just want to share a, a personal uh, example when I was putting this together. I was hearing my mother's voice. Do you ever hear your mother's voice? My mom's been um, deceased from this planet. She lives in the spirit world for quite a few years, but every once in a while I hear her voice. And it reminded me when I was a kid, I have a brother who's four years younger than I am, and mom would always say, um, I can take Patty anywhere. She behaves. She is such a good girl. And then things she would say about my brother is, oh, he always acts out. I, I don't know what he's going to do or what he's going to say. And I was just thinking about how uh, for many years that piece about Patty being such a good girl kind of ran my life. Oh, I would do anything for anyone. And I've had to work with that, even as a minister, um, being present, totally present from the place of heart, instead of thinking, oh, I have to do this or I have to do that. So for me, and that sounds very, very simple, but I think some of my original beliefs as a um, divine seed collided with some of the expectations of other people. And I don't know if you can relate to that or not, but I bet you can. And so we cannot live our lives in that field of expectations. In fact, have no expectations. Have only abundant expectancies in our life. And so to be able to, to do that, it's about knowing ourself and whether we have gotten in touch through this incredible uh, science of mind and heart philosophy and spiritual truth, or many times we've gotten in touch with ourselves through some hard knocks that has rolled us through the door here. And so what is needed is integrity. And integrity is defined as honesty. 
It's defined as uh, undividedness. It's defined as strength. And also to move into that place of greater truthfulness, vulnerability comes up for, th for us. And I believe it was Brene Brown who talked about vulnerability as a strength. We become very vulnerable when we're stepping forward. And so I remember years ago I stepped forward because I realized that I did have that seal skin. I did have that pelt and I could feel and I could make choices. And I didn't want to lose that seal skin. I didn't want someone else to take it from me. I wanted to own who I am today. I remember so many years ago, and I, I've shared this before in sermons, so I'm not going to really rail on it, but um, many years ago, it was very difficult for me to speak up. It was very difficult to understand a lot of things as far as reading, because I was very dyslexic. And that's like a crazy place to be, because as Patty, as good girl, that was just another place for me to hide. And once I realized that when I was hiding, it was taking pieces of that seal skin, and I needed to come back in that full pelt of my feelings, in my integrity, in my truth of who I am as a spiritual being, and that supported me in living my life out loud. Out loud. Now, I have known a few people, especially in this crazy, wonderful community of ours, that have lived their life out loud. And I know that uh, we can hardly wait till we can come back as a complete uh, spiritual community. And I do miss everyone. I know we all do. But tonight I'm feeling like we're connecting in that place of heart. But I'm thinking about a, a couple of women on Sundays. And I called today and I got one of the ladies permission to tell this story that um, they live out loud. Because every week on Sunday, as they would come through the line to greet the minister who has just given the talk, they would stand and they would do the hokey pokey. And they would turn themselves around and they would laugh and they could care less who was looking at them. So behaving with great misbehaving, with great integrity, a lot of times we, when we take that step to claim who we are, a lot of times the people around us who have gotten used to our old ways will kind of look at us and say, wow, that's strange. Maybe they're misbehaving. Now, I know that there's a lot of um, activity that's taking place for the whole planet right now, and there's a lot of people out there misbehaving with great integrity. And with that great integrity, they're not hurting anyone. They're speaking their truth. They're taking a stand for what they know and what they believe. So the integrity is really, really important. I also know a gentleman, he has uh, passed from this world. But I remember when I was uh, present to do his memorial, and I knew this gentleman, and he was a crazy, wonderful person. Heart of gold, great spiritual being. And he used to sing in the grocery stores. 
Now, this is before going to the grocery store was the greatest thing you're going to do all week. This was a long time ago. He would go up and down the aisles, of course, no mask at that time, just singing because he was happy. And people complained. They said he was misbehaving. But the thing about that, he was misbehaving with great integrity because he was being honest and he was being true. Well, when I was interviewing to um, honor him at his memorial, one of his um, daughters had a tear in her eye. She said, I used to make fun of him and say, please don't do things like that. You embarrass me. And now that he's no longer here, I would give anything to hear someone singing in the aisles of the grocery store. So misbehaving with great integrity, yeah, God bless, he definitely did that. So coming back to who we are, coming back to that God seed with our integrity, there's a story I want to share. It was about a CEO of a company and he had a lot of executives that worked for him. And he was getting up there in age and he was considering retirement. So he called all the um, executive directors together and he said, you know, within a year, a year from today, I am going to be retiring and I will be choosing who's gonna be the CEO of the company. And so what I have for each one of you is I have a seed and I want you to take this seed and I want you to plant it. And then when I call you back in a year, I want you to bring your plant so we can kind of look at that and, and judge it and evaluate. So they said, well, that's interesting. So they all took the seed and they planted it. And this is a story about one of the executives. His name was Jim. Uh, he planted, he, he and his wife got a nice pot, they got the right fertilizer, um, you know, they planted the seed the first week, they're watering the second week, and it goes on and on. The sixth week, nothing is happening. And throughout that whole year, nothing happened with his seed. So the year has gone by, and they're supposed to come back. In the meanwhile, Jim, Jim has heard at meetings like, Whoa, boy, I have this big plant. I have it's gorgeous, it's flowering. I have a tree, it's incredible. And he was embarrassed. It's like, I have nothing. I have nothing to show. So the day came, and um, Jim told his wife, Man, I can't take this empty pot. This is humiliating. I cannot do this. And so she said, You need to be honest, because integrity is honesty. You need to be honest. And so he showed up, he kind of put his little pot in the back of the room, and some of the other guys saw it, and some of them kind of made fun of it. He just wanted to leave the room. And so when the uh, CEO stood up, he uh, looked at all the flowering plants and everything, and um, the people are thinking, well, they're going to probably choose mine because it's so beautiful. He said, Jim, I want you to come forward, and I want you to bring your pot. And Jim thought, oh my God, I'm going to be fired. He brought it forward, and the CEO said, I want to introduce to all of you the new CEO of the company. Because the seeds I gave each one of you, I had boiled those seeds, and I knew that they were not going to grow. 
So Jim became the new CEO. So that honesty, standing in that integrity, you know, it, it takes us back into that wilderness of heart to be able to replenish and to recognize that standing in integrity always makes a difference in our world. So I want to just conclude by speaking about the wilderness. I believe with all my heart and soul that the next great place in which humanity will conquer, conquer with kindness, with the consciousness of kindness, is the wilderness of heart. We have conquered the wilderness of the planet, but we need to conquer the wilderness of our hearts, our wild nature, that heart place. So in conclusion, I recognize that that great wilderness is within us, and um, it's that point of grace, it's that point of spirit, it's the God seed, it's that seal skin, and to feel we're living in a crazy, in crazy, wonderful time. And we must be able to see beyond the conditions. And like never before, come into the wilderness of our heart and recognize that's where the flowers grow. That's where they grow. So I also just want to say that um, dreams, many dreams have come true in my life because I was able to take a step forward. I was able to speak, to shout, to sing, to cry, to be able to give voice to my life. So I challenge you, why don't you Go out and howl. I know that's been something that Denver's been doing. But I want you to go out and sing or howl with a song tonight. And perhaps your neighbor will look and say, hmm, he or she is misbehaving tonight in great integrity. So I would like to offer a prayer right now. in this inner sanctuary of our heart, in that place of replenishing, the place of the wild nature, the place of the wilderness. And within that wilderness, the freshness of the soil and every thought as a seed is planted and rejoices and grows and comes forth as goodness, as humbleness, as kindness, as strength. It comes forth as honesty. It comes forth as joy. It comes forth as playfulness. It comes forth as being innocent and open to receive the gifts of life. So I behold that harmonic love which is spirit itself expressing, and that each of you, all of us together tonight, we are one, one in and of that life. So for all people everywhere, all beings, 
from the tiniest creature to the grandest. I behold love. I behold humility and that compassionate light of inner knowingness. So I give thanks. And I give thanks for misbehaving, for stretching and standing tall and singing forth that I am that I am, now and forevermore. And so it is. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Mile High Church Podcast. This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners like you. If you'd like to make a donation, please visit us at milehighchurch.org. Have a fabulous day.